Today on the newscast, breaking news out of the Middle East. A reported Israeli cyber attack has caused massive damage to Iran's nuclear weapons program. Now Iran, once again, is vowing revenge. What comes next as this shadow war erupts into the open? Get all the breaking details coming up. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. As we like to tell you, the Middle East never sleeps, even on weekends. We had major breaking news out of the region emerge just yesterday, Sunday, April 11th. Here is what we know so far. There was a reported Israeli cyber attack against Iran's Natanz nuclear facility. Now, this may be the most important Iranian nuclear facility. A good portion of it is buried deep underground to protect it from potential airstrikes, but apparently Natanz could not be protected against a cyber attack. Iran is pointing the finger at Israel and vowing revenge. Once again, surprise, surprise. Here is what we know. The details are still coming in. Natanz was hit, again, by some sort of cyber attack yesterday that basically shut down the facility. And key point here, folks, shut down the ability of this Natanz nuclear site to enrich uranium, which obviously is a crucial component of developing a nuclear bomb. According to a lot of media reports that are coming out, apparently this cyber attack yesterday has set back that Natanz nuclear installation inside Iran by at least nine months. Now, it did not completely destroy this Iranian nuclear installation, but it certainly set back the Iranians' nefarious work on developing a bomb. And again, Natanz is a key site in that goal for the Iranian regime. Set back at least nine months. Apparently, according to various reports coming out of the Middle East, there may have been some sort of small explosion as well at the Natanz nuclear facility. Now, Israel, as is its MO, is not claiming responsibility. By the way, this was not the first time that Natanz facility has been hit. More on that in a second. First, some more backdrop on this major news out of the Middle East. Uh, the Iranian foreign minister, uh, Zarif, is now vowing revenge, blaming, quote, the Zionists for this cyber attack and saying it's not going to stop us. And this, I think, is the key point. Uh, we've been hit. There was heavy damage done to the Natanz site but it will not stop us. The Iranian regime is very clear. Hey, they've had setbacks before to this nuclear program. This has been a long-running crisis going back at least almost 20 years since around 2002. We have been talking about the countdown to the Iranian bomb. Some have compared it to the Cuban Missile Crisis only in slow motion. I think that's a pretty good comparison in some ways. Iran has been set back but it has not changed their ultimate end game of acquiring the bomb. And Zarif said that in his statement today. Uh, our best revenge against the Zionists, he said, is to continue to develop our nuclear technology. More backdrop on the timing of this cyber attack. Uh, number one, and the irony here is very interesting, on Saturday, April 10th, just the day before the attack on Natanz, Iran actually celebrated its National Nuclear Day. And in doing so, they started spinning more advanced centrifuges, which are used to enrich uranium. 
not to get too in the weeds about how it all works from a technical sense, folks, but know this, you need a whole lot of enriched uranium to build the bomb. So Iran started doing that once again on Saturday in the eyes of the world as it is negotiating with European negotiators, as the Biden administration is falling over itself to re-enter that Iran nuclear deal, Iran once again snubs its nose at the world and says, okay, we'll enrich more uranium. We will actually celebrate our nuclear weapons program today, Saturday, April 10th. And oh, by the way, during that event, the Iranian regime announced at least 130 advancements. They were very proud, again, folks, 130 advances in their nuclear program in the past year alone. Very interesting because the very next day, the crucial site in that program, Natanz, was struck by a cyber attack. Some humble pie there, I think, for the Iranian regime. That's one part of the very interesting timing uh, in this strike. Number two, again, it comes as meetings are going on. Last week in Vienna, we had the European Union, Russia, China, Iran and Iranian and U.S. officials also in Vienna, basically the EU playing the middleman, the go-between between Iran and the United States as they dance around and talk about the U.S. re-entering that disastrous Iran nuclear weapons deal that President Trump rightly pulled the U.S. out of in 2018. Some top European Union officials today basically condemned this cyber attack, saying it makes it more difficult to negotiate with the Iranian regime and reestablish that Iran nuclear deal. I can't say that I'm shedding any tears about that, folks, I have to tell you. Number three in terms of the backdrop, the U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was in Israel uh, over the weekend. He met with Prime Minister Netanyahu today. So he was there as this cyber attack unfolded, as news of it broke just yesterday. And of course, once again, One of the main topics of conversation for sure between Lloyd Austin and his Israeli counterparts is the Iranian nuclear program and the Biden administration's desire to re-enter that deal. Very interesting, Netanyahu in his uh, joint press conference with Lloyd Austin said, with the U.S. Defense Secretary standing by his side, said very clearly and very boldly, we will not, Israel, will not allow Iran to acquire nuclear weapons, period. Folks, I question if the United States has that same commitment to restraining Iran from acquiring the bomb. I don't see it. I see the Iranian nuclear deal as a U.S. attempt, at least under this administration, not the previous administration, but an attempt to kick the can down the road a few years and just stave off the inevitable Iranian bomb. Well, Israel doesn't see it that way. Israel sees a nuclear Iran, rightly so, as an existential threat to Israel's existence. If the 20th century folks taught us anything, it's that when evil men tell you they want to kill you, you should listen to them and take their word for it. The century of Hitler, Saddam, Stalin, and Mao, they followed through on their threats. The Iranian regime since 1979 has been vowing to wipe Israel off the map. If they acquire the weapons to do just that, well, I don't think Israel would feel very comfortable with that scenario. So that is why you see Israel taking action against Iran's nuclear facilities. Let's review real quick before we go to give you an idea of the footing we are on right now. It's a dangerous tinderbox in the Middle East right now. November 2020, 
Mohsen Fakhrizadeh, the father of Iran's nuclear weapons program, taken out outside Tehran. Iran blames Israel, vowing revenge. Throughout the months, Israel continuing to carry out airstrikes against Iranian military assets in Syria, in particular those precision-guided missiles that Iran is trying to transit to its proxy Hezbollah at Israel's doorstep. Then we have the war at sea. We have Iran striking Israeli vessels with mines and missiles, and uh, Israel doing the same, targeting Iranian vessels that are trying to ship weapons and oil to Syria. Weapons that would be used to murder Israelis, and oil, the profits from whom, will be used to equip various terrorist organizations who would then use that money, those profits, to kill Israelis. So Israel is taking preemptive action against those Iranian ships. Now Iran is vowing retaliation revenge once again. Folks, eventually the Iranian regime, in their view, is going to have to react and save face because these are embarrassments for a regime which speaks with such bluster about the Zionist entity and wiping Israel off the map and threatening America, threatening the West, threatening all of its neighbors, including Sunni Arab nations like Saudi Arabia, for a regime with such bluster taking it on the chin time after time after time with egg on their face in the eyes of the world, eventually you can bank on it, they will retaliate. Now, how will they retaliate? Uh, Could it be targeting an Israeli embassy or a Jewish target around the world? That has always been the go-to move for the Iranian regime, whether in Latin America, Europe, or elsewhere around the world. Back in uh, early February, we saw an attempted attack by an Iranian link group against the Israeli embassy in New Delhi, India. Is that the kind of attack that Iran will try to carry out to avenge uh, all of the losses they have taken over the past several months? We'll see. God forbid, in any case, but we will see. The ultimate escalation, obviously, would be for Iran to activate one of its proxies at Israel's doorstep, whether Hezbollah to the north, Hamas, Palestinian Islamic Jihad to Israel's south, in Gaza, perhaps something out of Syria. Now, does Iran want to take things to that level and potentially spark an all-out war with Israel? You would think not, but in today's Middle East, expect the unexpected. God forbid that a major war would break out, but folks, it is coming eventually. It's a question out of if, but when. I call it the Great Northern War, where Israel will be forced to square off against the Iranian regime and Hezbollah on its northern borders in Lebanon and in Syria. Israel is preparing for it. Iran and Hezbollah certainly pressing the issue and not budging. Iran says we are in Syria to stay. Hezbollah continuing to bolster their rocket and missile capabilities. The two sides are on a collision course. Let's be honest. Let's be realistic when we look at the situation. The Israelis call what's going on right now the cyber attacks, the sabotage, the the bombings at sea. It's called the wars between the war, or the war between the wars, I should say. That's what we are seeing right now, but make no mistake about it. Things are escalating. We will keep a very close eye on this for you here at the Watchman Newscast. This is why we do what we do, to inform you uh, and to be watchmen on the wall for such a time as this. We live in perilous times, folks, without a doubt, but we also live in Bible times. And the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, neither slumbers nor sleeps. 
Don't get upset by this. Don't be worried. Be anxious for nothing. This will all unfold, and it has to unfold, but God Almighty still sits on the throne, so take heart. Hey, thanks for joining us here today on the Watchman Newscast. Until tomorrow, God bless you, and remember, never hold your peace. Hey, everyone, thanks for checking out the Watchman Newscast. If you enjoyed this episode and want to see more, make sure you go ahead and hit the like button, click subscribe, and tap the bell icon to turn on notifications for new Watchman Newscast episodes every weekday.